Entrepreneur on Fire, episode 316. Inspiring journeys of today's most successful entrepreneurs, seven days a week. Fire Nation, my design guru, Greg, just designed my new podcast website, loveyourleap.com, and the results blew me away. Greg and his design team want to help you get more sales in your business. Visit studio1design.com.au slash fire for a Fire Nation only offer. That's studio1design.com.au slash fire. Our other sponsor, 99designs, is your go-to for logo, web, or merchandise designs for your brand. They will connect you to tons of talented graphic designers around the world. Visit 99designs.com slash fire to get $99 of services for free. That's 99designs.com slash fire. Okay, Fire Nation, let's get started. I am simply thrilled to introduce my guest today, Samantha Quist. Samantha, are you prepared to ignite? Yes, I am. Yes. Samantha is the founder and CEO of Copywriter Central, an online marketplace for elite freelance business writers. She also founded an editorial business, led marketing for a fast-growing internet startup, and served on Google's product management team. She is passionate about leveraging technology to make the world a better place. Given Fire Nation just a little overview, Samantha, but take a minute. Tell us about you personally. We want to get to know you. And then give us an overview of your business. Yeah, absolutely. So I um, used to work at Google. I was a product marketing manager there. It was a great experience, but Google is a little bit of a fairyland in that it's full of smart people and all the resources that you could want as a manager. Um, And when I left Google and entered the real world (laughs) um, to start my own business and to work at a startup after that, I found that it's a lot harder in the real world to find the kinds of resources that you want. Um, And that inspired me to, to found my own business. And so my business is called Copywriter Central, like you mentioned. It's an online marketplace for top tier writing talent. And the goal is to help businesses that want to hire writers to, number one, find the right talent, um, which I found is is really difficult when you have a particular kind of niche expertise that you're looking for and so on. Um, and two, to help them manage the negotiation and the paperwork around hiring that talent. So we have a network of highly experienced and qualified writers who our businesses, our clients can hire in a few quick clicks online, which hopefully will turn out to be a lot easier for them. And uh, so far, it seems to be a lot easier for them than, than starting from scratch and, and interviewing freelance writers on their own and, and figuring out all the technicalities to hiring them. So true. And Samantha, we're going to dive way into Copywriter Central later on in this interview. But before we do, quick question. Google was a fairyland, endless resources, tons of intellectual people there. And as Jim Rohn says, you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. So your average must have been pretty awesome. While at Google, what made you leave? Yeah, um, absolutely. I, I think it's really inspiring to work around people who are smarter than you are. And that's always my goal in life is to <laughs> always be around people who are a lot smarter than I am. Um, in terms of leaving, I think when I started at Google, it was, uh, it, it was already a big company, but it wasn't that big. <laughs> um, it was maybe a couple thousand people or so. And 
it, it was a really inspiring experience for me every single day to go in and feel like I was making a huge difference to the company. And as it grew, um, you know, the company continued to make an enormous, enormous impact on the world. And I'm still a huge believer in Google and an advocate for almost everything that they do. Um, but for me personally, it wasn't as satisfying to be a smaller piece of a bigger entity as it is to be a big piece of a smaller entity. And so um, I'm just a smaller business startup kind of girl, I guess you could say. But you're having now a big impact on the day-to-day operations at Copywriter Central and everybody that you touch with that. Exactly, exactly. And for me personally, um, that's the most, <laughs> the most satisfying kind of job to have is one where I feel like I'm really important to the impact of whatever organization I'm, I'm working with. Powerful. So Samantha, we're going to transition now to the success quote because here at Entrepreneur on Fire, we love talking about success quotes and about smart people and their thoughts and philosophies. So share with us your favorite success quote and how that affects your mentality. Yeah, so I don't know where who who originally said this. I'm not sure it was anyone in particular. Um, but some of the best advice I've ever received is to do the job you want. Um, and sort of, I'm, I'm going to cheat a little and give you two. Sure. <laughs> and with that, um, is ask forgiveness and not permission. It took me. The, the reason this is important to me is because it took me a long time to learn this. But I think it's true both at startups and in larger organizations, basically at every kind of job you could have. I think people are often worried about overstepping their bounds if they do something that they haven't been asked to do. Um, But I think that innovation really grows from people who do overstep their bounds and proactively take on work that they haven't been asked to do. Um, And I saw this repeatedly back when I was at Google, and I see it even more distinctly in the startup market that I've worked in, both in, in the previous startup that I worked for and in Copywriter Central today. So Samantha, give us an example of when you asked for forgiveness, not permission. And it really did get to that point where you had to ask for forgiveness because you didn't previously ask for permission. When I was just getting started, I saw a big inefficiency in the market for hiring top tier freelance writers. Um, and, and, you know, it wasn't something that somebody was saying, Samantha, you should fix this. Samantha, like, <laughs> this is something that you need to take on and solve. Instead, it was a matter of of me sort of stepping up, seeing the problem, realizing that that something that I love to do is to make things more efficient, find ways to solve processes. Um, and so I made it my own job to fix it. Um, and, and through that, I think <laughs> there have been lots of situations where I've needed to ask forgiveness and not permission for things. Uh, you know, as a startup founder, <laughs> there's never anyone to ask permission to. And so it's more a matter of trying things um, and seeing if they work or not and, and you know, vast experimentation. Um, but I think that that quote is probably relevant to your audience because it's, it's true for, I think, everyone in every, every kind of job out there. Is there a time you can think of where you actually did have to hang your head and say, I need to ask for forgiveness for what I did. Yeah. So for instance, in making phone calls to find the next client for Copywriter Central, uh, you know, I've made some cold phone calls, which is a matter of calling people who didn't ask to be called. And um, instead, I'll just look up their information online and make the phone call. And that's kind of scary. And in some cases, they don't want to hear from you. And, and they're not that happy to hear. They from did not give you permission. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, but I think the answer is to call them anyway and, uh, and, and ask for forgiveness if they're not happy with being, talk- with, with being called. 
And actually what I found is in most cases, um, people don't mind (laughs) as long as you're nice. If you lead with providing value first, I've found time and time again, then people are very open to that because everybody's looking for value. And if you can really be that person that's providing that high quality value, and in your case, that's copywriting, then that's going to be very welcomed in a lot of different scenarios. So good takeaway. Samantha, I want to move into the next topic because man, We are going to be talking about your journey as an entrepreneur. You came from Stanford. You went to Google. Now you're doing your own startup. You've had really an entrepreneurial journey, the ups, the downs. You've seen a lot of things. But share with Fire Nation an actual story of when you failed, a real specific time in your life when you faced a massive challenge or obstacle. And how'd you overcome that, Samantha? When I first was interested in starting this business, you know, I was ready to set out, but I, I you know, and I had, I had quit my job, I was ready to get going, but I, I didn't have sort of the standard um, pieces that you're supposed to have lined up when you found a startup. I didn't have a co-founder, I didn't have funding lined up. Instead, I, I was starting as a solo founder who was totally bootstrapped, and, you know, when you read all the advice online about, <laughs> about how to found a startup, um, no one says that that's how you're supposed to do it. And so for me, it was a huge challenge to figure out, like, how am I going to get past this? I wasn't even an engineer. I didn't know how to build the website for myself. Um, I was going to need either some more skills or some more help <laughs> to be able to make this happen. And so uh, for me, there, there are a lot of different paths that I could have taken. The one that I chose to take was to make myself into an engineer so that I would be able to build the website on my own um, and continue to be a solo founder and a bootstrap startup, um, which meant starting from scratch to learn Ruby on Rails to be able to build my own web app, um, which was no no easy <laughs> task. <laughs> it takes a while to learn a new programming language from scratch. Um, but for me, it, was, it, it also was very satisfying. It, it was empowering to uh, then have a web app that works and, and um, taught me, I think, that, that I'm able to do more than I thought I could. And that gave me the confidence to sort of move forward in the business and lots of other situations in the future. So let's talk about the actual failure you face. Like really break it down. Like what was that massive time where you just came up against a wall and you said, wow, can I really get over this? And what did spur you forward? Yeah. So uh, prior to sort of deciding which path to take (laughs) when I was sitting there with no co-founder, no funding, um, I had tried a number of different sort of channels to try to find a co-founder. I'd I'd gone on blind co-founder date. (laughs) Any co-founder speed dates? (laughs) <laughs> exactly. I never found a co-founder speed dating event. I did find blind blind co-founder dating events, <laughs> um, which I tell you, co-founder blind dates are every bit as awkward as regular blind dates. It's <laughs> <laughs> um, anyhow, uh, you know, and so I I contacted people that I haven't talked to in years to see if they would be interested in potentially founding a business together. I felt like I had exhausted all of my options, um, and I had found some people who like maybe would work out, but nobody who seemed like a perfect click. And if I was going to be spending all day, every day with this person working on building a business together, I really, you know, wanted to be picky. You want that click to happen. (laughs) Exactly. I think that, I think that matters. And so, um, you know, at that point I, it, it hit a wall. It was, 
okay, should I quit because I don't have a co-founder and everyone says you're supposed to have a co-founder when you found a business um, or should I move forward on my own? And, and that was a really tough decision, actually. Um, I almost ended up you know, leaving and joining another early stage startup, but in the end decided that it wasn't worth sacrificing my dreams just because I wasn't um, following the textbook, <laughs> the textbook definition of how to start a company. So break it down for us, Samantha. What is one clear lesson that you learned from that entire experience? I think the lesson that I learned is, is there's always a way out. There's always a way um, around the challenge that you're facing. And it's just a matter of finding it and deciding if it's worth the risks and worth the, the sort of hard work that it's going to take to be able to get there. Um, and so for me, you know, the decision was not to, to not to find a co-founder and instead to invest my own time to uh, develop some of the skills that a co-founder might have been able to help me achieve for my business, um, like learning Ruby on Rails, learning to code myself. Um, for other people, I think in different situations, it could be totally different ways around the problem. But I think the underlying message is there's always a way around whatever problem you're facing, as long as you're willing to take the risk. Great insight, Samantha. And let's move along in your journey because you share with us some struggles that you were having finding a co-founder. Should you move forward? Was your idea really going to make a splash in the market? Were people going to resonate with it? You were having all these struggles, all these challenges and obstacles to overcome. But at the same time, you were having inspirations. You were having light bulb moments and aha moments that were spurring you forward, that were making you pivot your business in different and new and exciting directions. So share with Fire Nation one of those moments that you really just said, wow, this resonates with me. This is something that I want to do. And how'd you turn that light bulb moment into success? A quick little background, back when we were testing sort of early prototypes for the company, we had a slightly different business model in mind. We were offering not just writing talent, but all kinds of communication talent, like marketing talent and PR talent and research talent and so on. Um, and over and over again, you know, talking to clients, I kept seeing that that the clients I was talking to didn't really understand our offering. They, they would they, you know, I would explain to them what we offer and they would say, uh-huh, uh-huh, yes, I see. <laughs> they <laughs> Overwhelmed. Didn't, they didn't really know what we did. Um, and nobody ever thought of us as a solution to their specific personal business problems. Um, and so, so once I started interviewing prospective clients one-on-one, um, which took a lot of, of tenacity and a lot of courage, I started to see the problem which was that our offering was too broad and, and that our clients were interpreting, these guys are trying to do a hundred different things. There's no way they're going to be great at a hundred different things all at once. And so they must not be great at anything. Um, and so I think those, those, those one-on-one conversations with clients inspired an aha moment in me to realize um, that we needed to shift our focus to narrow our offering, to offer something that's so specific um, in this case, writing, that they would know that they can come to us for writing and we're going to be great at it, as opposed to, <laughs> you know, telling them they can come to us for a hundred different things, in which case they assume that, that we're not going to be great at any of the hundred. 
Samantha, I love this aha moment for so many reasons, and I really hope the Fire Nation is paying attention and taking notes, because this is where the gold comes out of these interviews and the value for the listeners, because Samantha, you had to go through these trials and tribulations and mistakes to actually get to that aha moment, to get to that understanding, and now we, the listeners, can take advantage of all of that and just jump right ahead to that understanding, which I really want to break down right now, and that is just, you really need to niche down and then niche down again and then niche till it hurts. So often as entrepreneurs, we try so hard to spread our market arms as wide as possible because, hey, we want to serve everybody. We want everybody to be our potential client. We don't want to leave anybody out. So by doing that, we try to do everything okay instead of just one thing really well. And then we become known for nothing. We become expert at nothing and we become specialized at nothing. But instead, when you focus, Samantha, on just copywriting, when you really just took that wedge and drove it down into that crack, you became known for that. You became an expert in that. And so then whenever any company was talking about their copywriting, wow, you have great copywriting. Oh yeah, you got you have to check out this company because that's all they do. That's what they're specialized at. And so for the listeners, stop trying to do everything. Number one, is overwhelming and it'll just make you stop. And number two, it's not a successful strategy. Find out what you're really passionate about, what your target market really wants, and then dive deep into that and become known for it. Samantha, am I on the right track? Yeah, I think that's exactly right. Like you say, it's about what your target market really wants. And, uh, you know, they don't, they don't want a company that, that's so broad that they can't understand what the company even does. They usually want one specific thing. And so if you can, if you can offer that, then you're golden. One specific thing. Love that takeaway. And Samantha, have you had an I've made it moment? No, you know, I really haven't. <laughs> Running a startup feels feels a lot like riding a roller coaster. And, um, you know, we hit we hit milestones all the time. But as soon as we hit that milestone, the next one is always just around the corner. Um, and on a personal level, I think the same is true. I'll have personal accomplishments, but there's always the next one that I'm hoping to achieve later on. And uh, I don't think there's ever been a moment where I sat back and said, okay, (laughs) now I've really made it. Um, Hopefully that day is coming, but (laughs) we'll see. I'm sure it is, Samantha. And let's talk for a minute about the journey because you mentioned the roller coaster, the ups, the downs. And for some people, they just can't deal with those highs and lows. And that pushes them out of the entrepreneurial game. Talk to Fire Nation, our audience, our listeners right now about the journey, about your philosophy of the entrepreneurial journey in general. Yeah, so I think the most important thing is to set up a sort of pattern of work that works for you. Um, So that means making sure you're working in a location that's comfortable for you and inspires you, making sure you're, um, you know, working in hours and in a a sort of work pattern, whether that means working from midnight to noon every day, or whether that means, you know, sitting at your desk from nine to five, uh, whatever pattern works for you, I think is, is really important. And then once you figure that out, um, I think the rest sort of follow, follows from there. And for me, like once I got the pattern down, 
the roller coaster almost becomes inspiring because <laughs> something terrible will happen and I'll be like, oh, we're never going to make it. This client decided not to go with us. It looks like, um, you know, that kind of the, that type of client won't be interested. And then the next hour, uh, something really inspiring will happen and we'll get a great press article or, or something along those lines. And as long as you have the pattern of how your workday, you expect your workday to go, down, then uh, I think that that the sort of roller coaster ups and downs are totally manageable. Absolutely. I think this really goes to celebrate the wins and don't dwell on the losses because they're both going to happen on the journey. And if you can just really focus on more of the positives and just obviously learn from the negatives, but don't dwell on them, it can really help you continue to move forward because I love everything that you said about the timing and the environment and when you're working and where you're working because as entrepreneurs, you see it all the time. Burnout happens. And if you're not surrounding yourself in an environment that you enjoy, if if you're not working hours that work for you, then burnout is possible and it's even prevalent in some situations. So a lot of great insights there. Thank you for sharing your philosophy on the journey, Samantha. And let's move into your current business right now because Copywriter Central has a lot of exciting things going on. Share with Fire Nation your team, what you're built up at right now, and one thing that's really exciting you right now. Yeah, absolutely. So I I think the most exciting thing going on for us right now is that we're just getting started. (laughs) We officially launched our business less than six weeks ago. So we're still sort of in in anything could happen territory. Um, Right now, it's me and our uh, marketing and communications intern who's handling all of the sort of writer applications. Together, we're handling the requests for projects that come in. And we're working as hard and as fast as possible to iterate and... um, and, you know, it's, it's just a really exciting time because every single day brings new questions, new challenges, um, and, and sort of new information and learnings that we can take to build a more successful business than we had yesterday. So, for example, right now, we're experimenting with a bunch of different partnerships and platforms to bring in new clients. We're testing our ROI on each one and and working on developing a longer term client acquisition strategy than we've had in the past. Um, I think it's, it's exciting to be in a place where you never know <laughs> what's going to happen tomorrow. And, and uh, that's where we are now. You don't even know what's going to happen tomorrow. And that is okay. But if you had to break down for Fire Nation, what's your vision for the future of Copywriter Central is? What would that be? Yeah, so we have goals with respect to how many new clients and how many new, um, whenever a client wants a a project done, they'll submit a project request on our website. So we have goals with respect to how many new project requests we hope to come in over the course of the next several months and the next year and so on. Um, You know, how to get there is a challenge every single day where (laughs) we we measure the campaigns that we have been running and um, see how they're doing. But, you know, in the long run, we know that our goal is to get up to, you know, the several hundred to a thousand project requests per month mark um, within the next year. So it's just a matter of getting there. Rock and Samantha. And let's take a minute to thank our sponsor, 99designs. 99designs is your go-to for all your branding needs. Do you need a new logo for your business? What about some sleek web design? How much could you use some new flyers, brochures, infographics, Facebook pages, or banners? 
More than 210,000 graphic designers at 99designs are there to help you out. They'll work on projects you define with a budget you can work with. They can even create brand new pieces of apparel and new mobile apps for your brands. There's a lot that goes into starting a new business. You're consumed with paperwork, legal considerations, personnel, and day-to-day operations. Get some help with the branding and marketing from people who know their stuff. At 99designs, you choose from the best submissions for your project and give feedback until the results match your expectations. There's a 100% money-back guarantee and stellar 24-7 customer support. So why delay? Why put off your branding and marketing needs any longer? It doesn't have to be a pain. Visit 99designs.com slash fire today for a $99 power pack of services for free. That's 99designs.com slash fire. And this is a perfect segue to my favorite part of the show, the lightning round. And this is where I get to ask you a series of questions and you come back at us Fire Nation style with amazing and mind-blowing answers. Sound like a plan? (laughs) All right. Sounds good. What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? I don't think I ever felt held back from becoming an entrepreneur, but I do think the hardest thing about becoming an entrepreneur is the first few weeks when you're just getting started. Because no matter how much you're working or how much you're accomplishing, sitting at home in your PJs at your computer doesn't really feel like being an entrepreneur at first. <laughs> but <it is. laughs> So you either just have to get used to that or find a way to feel like you're making progress even when you're completely on your own. Well, you got to speak for yourself, Samantha, because I'm in my PJs right now, and I totally <laughs> feel like an entrepreneur. <laughs> awesome. You've done it then. Samantha, what's the best advice you've ever received? <laughs> um, for Copywriter Central, it's the Lean Startup methodology. Uh, their advice in particular about building your product for a single user um, and then rebuilding it over time until you can meet lots of users' needs, but starting with a single user and building for that person. Love it. Eric Reese was on Entrepreneur on Fire. He gave a great interview, and he does talk about that methodology. And one thing we do always talk about here is, listen, just create your avatar. Literally, give that person attributes, male, female, what color hair, what's their name, how old are they, what do they like to do on the weekends. Like, Really build your perfect target person and then grow from there. So I love that methodology. Thank you for bringing that up. And what's one specific action, Samantha, listeners can take in the next 24 hours to bring them one step closer to their dreams? For me, outside of my comfort zone is is making phone calls to prospective clients like I was talking about earlier. For someone else, it might be the next time um, they're in any kind of a social situation, a party, a restaurant, a lunch, going up to someone uh, that they don't know and starting a conversation, I think is a great way to get outside of your comfort zone and do something you, you <laughs> that doesn't necessarily make you comfortable, but does help grow your confidence as a person. Absolutely. And Noah Kagan was on Pat Flynn's podcast not too long ago, and he runs the company AppSumo. And his challenge was, next time you're at a Starbucks, ask for that cup of coffee for free. Just ask for it for free. Don't expect that you're going to get it. But guess what? That's out of your comfort zone. That's out of most people's comfort zones. And they'll either laugh at you or they'll look at you like you're crazy. But guess what? You've done something that day that's outside of your comfort zone. And you'll find out it's not that bad. So, Samantha, I love that challenge. It's thrown out. The gauntlet is down for Fire Nation. Do you have an internet resource like an Evernote, Samantha, that you're just in love with that you can share with our listeners? One that I've been using a lot recently is called Streak. It's a tool that goes on top of Gmail. We've been using it 
uh, Copywriter Central is a lightweight CRM tool, but you can use it for all kinds of sort of organizational purposes. They're a really small startup. They're just getting started, but it's been incredibly useful for helping us uh, keep sort of organized within our team and keep track of the different projects that we have going on and coordinate um, within the team to, to make sure we're all on the same page. So uh, streak.com, I'd, I'd recommend checking it out. And give us one way that you use Streak. Yeah, so we've been using it to keep track of the clients that we've been talking to and the projects that we've been working on with, at Copywriter Central. So you can enter, for instance, a project that a client has posted, and then every time an email comes in re- around that project, you append it to the project. Um, and then anyone who is working on the project, whether I received the email or somebody else did, it doesn't matter. Um, as soon as I look at the project, I can see all of the emails that are relevant to that particular project. Nice. So you can imagine how this would be useful in your personal email and, <laughs> and in other projects as well. Well, Fire Nation, you can find the links to this resource and everything else that we've mentioned in today's episode by going to eofire.com slash Samantha Quist. Samantha, if you could recommend one book for our listeners, what would it be? Well, for me, a really influential one has been Michael Hartle's Rails Tutorial 3, because that's how I learned Ruby on Rails. Okay, one I other still- book. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Um, for, for, well, I guess it's a little redundant, but we already talked a little bit about the Lean Startup. For me, that was also super influential in terms of determining how I was going to start my my business. And so um, that would be a huge recommendation. Perfect. Well, Fire Nation, if you haven't already, you can get the audio version of this book for free by going to eofirebook.com. That's eofirebook.com. So Samantha, this next question is my favorite, but it's kind of tricky. So take your time, digest it, then come back at us with an answer. Okay. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to Earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have, your food and shelters taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? People often like to think that that they can make it entirely on their own, but uh, in my experience, my own success has been determined by who I know or who I've managed to meet in the past. And so the the stipulation that um, I know no one in this brand new world <laughs> would be a major barrier for me. And so I think my top priority would be to start meeting people as fast as I possibly could. And maybe that means contacting some mid-stage startups that I believe in and applying for a job there. Maybe it means reaching out to industry leaders I admire and asking for advice and introductions directly. Um, but I would, I would work hard. I would spend those seven days working on starting to develop networks that would help me connect with interesting people and experiences in the future with the goal of, uh, like we said earlier, being around people who are smarter than I am all the time. Well, Samantha, love that advice because it's all about connections. It's all about networking and then really utilizing those connections and the networks and the relationships that you're building to continue to further yourself and the people's business that you're dealing with. It always needs to be a win-win relationship. So I love how you broke that down. Share with Fire Nation one parting piece of guidance, then the best way that we can find you, and then we'll say goodbye. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I think no matter what you're working on, if you put your all into it and maintain sort of a, a high level of confidence and do what you love to do, um, you know, make the job that you want to have, uh, then that's how to find 
satisfaction in life in my experience. And so <laughs> I, I wish everybody the best and, and encourage you to sort of push forward with whatever it is your dreams are. Beautiful. And what's the best way that we can find you? Um, yeah, so I'm available at Samantha at copywritercentral.com. Wonderful. Well, Fire Nation is well aware they can find the links of everything of value that we mentioned in today's episode by going to eofire.com. Click on that podcast tab. Samantha's hanging out in the archives. And Samantha, thank you for being so generous with your time, your expertise and experience. Fire Nation salutes you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thanks, John. Take care. Fire Nation, have you seen the video I just created on FireNationElite.com yet? If not, I think you're going to want to see this. In this video, I talked about my passion for the new elite mastermind community we're creating, Fire Nation Elite. I'd love for you to visit the site and check out the video to learn more about Fire Nation Elite. Then, if you're interested, fill out an application and schedule your one-on-one 15-minute chat with me today. That's FireNationElite.com. Thank you so much for joining us today on Entrepreneur on Fire. Head on over to eofire.com for full recaps of every show, our amazing blog articles and resources, and just plain fun. Your entrepreneurial journey awaits, so prepare to ignite. 